welcome to the show. This upload is coming to you October the 12th, 2016, and you're listening to the Post Money Plan Podcast. Today's episode is hosted by myself, Dallas Post, and my guest is Larry. Okay, now that we've spoken to Loretta, the wife, we're going to get the perspective from Larry, the husband, and that way we can get two different angles on the same series of events and see if there's any other nuances we can pick up on. Welcome to the show, Larry. Hi, how are you today? Good, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Okay, so could you just give us a little bit of background on, on who you are? I was a an engineer for 40 years. I've now been retired for just over five years. I have uh, a family with two adult children and uh, two grandchildren. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and you can share your personal experience, and that will give our listeners a feel for someone who is a retiree who's gone through their career and the process of managing their own finances. Okay. Can you just give us a little more background on yourself and where you're coming from in regards to how you approach finances? Yeah. Or, or especially how you approach them in the past. Okay. As a youngster, I grew up in a normal family, and uh, my mother's family tended to be spenders. And if they made X dollars, they spent X plus 10%. And as a child observing that, it seemed like they were always having trouble stretching the paycheck to the end of the month. And for whatever reason, that stuck with me. So when I started out at an early age being a paper boy, I saved all my paper route money. In fact, some 10 plus years later, when I ended up marrying my wife, our first car was purchased with my savings from when I was a paper boy. I never spent that money and uh, it's that, funny because she mentioned the same thing <laughs> <laughs> that stuck with me uh, throughout life. When I was finishing up the first time through graduate school, I started working full time and <clears throat> immediately I had three eighths of my paycheck withdrawn in the form of U.S. savings bonds. Uh, but since I was tended to be a saver and my wife uh, had been used to our tight finances throughout our college years, uh, we had no problem saving an additional money on top top of that from what we made. So we were able to uh, build up a savings system pretty on and we kept a, a pretty tight rein on our financial situation all the way through our daughter's growing up years. And then later on, our financial situation uh, improved as uh, we had our son and uh, we were able to do pretty much as we chose because we had planned ahead financially financially and uh, taken into account unplanned expenses. Okay, just going, staying in the early years, uh, your wife had mentioned a little bit about your time in college and how you got married young and had a daughter and then were having to work multiple jobs. Yes, I uh we were we were fortunate uh in that uh while at college we were able to both have uh summer jobs that provided us with excess income to carry us through the winter years. Excuse me, winter months. 
And uh, so we were very fortunate in that uh, when we finished college, we had minimal uh, student loan debt. In fact, the only student loan debt we had was what my wife had uh, taken out from the state uh, just to come to college before we got married. But I was very fortunate that my wife was, we worked as a team, and although I was probably pretty much the initiator of our uh, savings and planning for the future, she was extremely cooperative and supportive, and, uh, and she enhanced that uh, through her efforts. So it, one, of, one of the main focal points was saving? Yes. Uh, from the beginning, we, we did that. And early on in my life, uh, after we had been working on a full-time basis for about a year, uh, I already had exposure through an uncle to the stock market, and that piqued my interest that you could make money in addition to your efforts through labor and brain. You could make additional money to help you out uh, through the efforts of investing. So before I turned 25, I had already entered the stock market, and that has been ongoing throughout the remainder of my life. As a form of passive income. Correct. Okay, and then start from your starting point, you were talking about uh, your mother's family a little bit. Were there any things that you would say you were specifically taught about finances, either by your parents or in school? Um. I guess uh, it was probably, I, I must have been uh, told to do this somewhere along the way, but somehow it sort of was an observation on my part that I, I observed how people that were overzealous with their spending efforts really had trouble making it to the end of the month. The paycheck ran out before the month ran out. And I really developed from that a desire to not be that for that not to be my circumstance for the remainder of my life. So we as a partners, my wife and I were very conscientious in um, in trying to not buy things until we could afford them. We we tried very much to operate on a basis of non-debt. We saw debt as a um, real problem costing you more in the long run than the immediate pleasure received from trying to buy before you could afford it. Because of the interest that you would pay along the way? Correct. And it's funny you should mention about the seeing people spending more than than they had, and because this was back even before credit cards were as prevalent as they are today. Oh, yes. I, in fact, when my wife, <laughs> I'm, I'm sufficiently old, when my wife and I started, credit cards were almost non-existent. So as time went on through your career, would you say your approach changed at all? Or, or were there any uh, things that caused you to think differently or not? Uh, we operated pretty much in the same format all the way from the beginning of our marriage through my daughter's uh, college years. When my son came along, uh, we got an, a, a very fortunate benefit in our financial situation. My my career had moved forward enough that I could afford more, and so uh, we and we were had moved to a different location. So we decided to enhance our travel and other th other 
luxuries uh, because our financial situation permitted it without attacking our savings and, and using it up. So we were able to uh, benefit and we, we did more and we saved more, both. Okay. So just kind of following on from that, as your career went on, how did you begin to prepare for retirement? Uh, <laughs> pretty much as I had said earlier on, I, I, in all honesty, I pretty much re- prepared for retirement beginning with my very first paycheck. We took a, a healthy chunk of our gross pay and put it to long-term savings and a smaller chunk for short-term savings from the very beginning. And uh, we kept that active throughout uh, the major years of our, our working time. Uh, since we've retired, I have changed my spending habits significantly. I've decided that uh, our efforts for for our marriage had it was now time to receive the reward for our efforts prior to retirement. So basically, at this point in life, anything that my wife or I want to do, we do. And so you see the fruits of your labor finally paying off. Exactly. Were there any hiccups along the way in terms of like uh, financial missteps? Yes, early on, uh, I made the mis. I, I I was always numbers conscious for whatever reason, and uh, in the beginning, be- because my mother was in the banking industry, I had the, the checkbook, and that was the financial system that we operated under at that time. And it co- created a problem because my wife was not directly involved with the finances on a day-to-day basis. We had bad checks ended up being written. Uh, somewhere in that early process, the first month or two of our marriage, I got a, I had an epiphany one day and said, I can maintain the financial situation in my head, I'll give the pay, the uh, checkbook to the wife and she will go through the details one by one. And basically that was all it took for our financial situation to be straightened out. Once my wife saw the balances in the checkbook as each check was written and paychecks were added to uh, to increase to provide for the spending, she was able to follow through and all our problems uh, with financing disappeared almost instantly. Uh, like any couple, however, there are unplanned spending surprises, cars breaking down, uh, washing machines flooding the house, whatever those major or larger spending surprises might be. The thing that, again, we learned early on in our situation, I was trying to operate on a shoestring budget at the beginning of our marriage, and I had shoestring budget cars. Well, I I also had a very limited knowledge of how to maintain cars, so that meant when car failure occurred, uh, it typically cost a large amount of money. So I found out that it was still cheaper to have my shoestring cars than go buy a new one, but I needed to plan for unplanned expenses to occur on a routine basis, 
And then if they didn't, well, then we had surprise savings. But if they did, I had the money allocated for them ahead of time, and it caused no strain on our marriage. No, One of the biggest problems in a married life is financial problems where there's a difference between the spouses as to handle the finances. So uh, we were very fortunate that my spouse supported me throughout, and everything worked as a team. So planning for the unplanned or the unexpected helped get over a lot of issues? Absolutely. It uh, it not only did it take care of immediate headaches, but, but it really stopped any financial separation of, of the, the married team. Okay, so then now from the end of your career, looking, looking back uh, concerning your finances, what are some key things that you say that you would say that you did right? And then what are some other things which you would say you might have done differently? Okay, I guess first to address uh, things that perhaps were right. I think the first thing, as I mentioned early on in our conversation, was to save and plan for retirement at the very beginning. Not everyone can be as fortunate as I was and save such a large percentage of their first paycheck, but everyone can be make it easy on themselves by paying themselves first. And once you get used to living on that remaining paycheck, it's very easy. It's very difficult to do the reverse, to live with a large amount of money and try to reduce later. That's why people get in such headaches with debt and owing money as you as you owe more and more as the interest accumulates. On the reverse side, the positive side. Well, I was just going to jump in there because when people borrow money, then they get used to that living standard on that borrowed money, which they end up having to pay back. Yes. And of course, as you're aware, the money that they're paying back is larger, particularly if they go with what, you know, the credit card companies or others, debt issuers would want you to pay the minimum amount. That maximizes their return on investment in you because you owe them more and more interest by paying a, so, so to speak, minimum payment. Okay, final question. What tips or recommendations regarding personal finances would you make to the average person that's towards the beginning of their career? Um, first, save from the beginning. Try to delay the desire to have the fanciest, fanciest best thing right off the top till you can afford it. If possible, buy a second-hand car or other items that are still very nice but don't have that tremendous financial front end without the benefits. Um, third, the, historically, one of the larger benefits to you financially is through what I'm calling the stock market. Now, I understand when I say stock market, I mean stocks, bonds, options, etc. Et they offer risk, but they also offer long-run greater reward. And if you do your homework, and that is key, and studying uh, where to put your finances, then you can grow your savings over time exponentially. And uh, if you haven't seen the uh, financial growth curve, it's, it's amazing the difference what a few dollars at early age can make toward your retirement dollars. And the funny thing there is that when you're just starting out and you don't have much, you're really not risking that much. Okay. On the negative side, 
I tried to explore too much too fast before I knew all the results, so I did have some hiccups along the way. Luckily, we planned enough financially, the hiccups didn't bother us, but I experienced some, what do I want to call them, less than desirable people that actually out and out stole money from us uh, because of some naivete on my part. But because we had planned ahead financially, even though these were people that actually the FBI was after, it Is that did, right? It did not uh, deter us from our ultimate long-run financial success. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, I early on decided, well, you know, stocks are, are seem to be working good for me. I've been in the stock market for two, three years, and, and my stocks were growing because I had invested um, with some aggression, but still conservative enough that in a bad time, things didn't go awry. So I decided uh, with my limited knowledge, I had heard things about how you could make at a higher rate if you went into the options market and commodities. So I got involved with an outfit that invested in the options market through Chicago and sent them a, at that time, what was a very significant sum of money. And before I could even find out that they had received my money, they had already churned it and lost 70% of the money through commission churning. And can you explain for us churning? Uh, that is where, that is legal, but, but unethical, where a uh, broker buys sells, buys, sells, buys, sells, buys, sells on your money. And each time they buy and sell, there's a commission that comes off for them and their benefit only. So th this outfit basically churned away 70% of my original investment through this process. And again, I was naive. And uh, when I finally did find out about this, through the paperwork finally showing up at my house, I let them talk me into sending additional funds, which basically they churned away. So that was a hard lesson, but that one was legal. Um, later on in my life, I was decided gold was exploding in value, and I thought I should. I was missing an opportunity if I didn't jump on that bandwagon. So I had a gentleman call me, you know, send him a significant chunk of money and things would be great and he would make me a fortune in gold. Well, it turns out that this gentleman was actually an out-and-out -out crook. Needless to say, my money disappeared and I got a call from the FBI asking me if I would testify against him. So uh, that was a hard-learned lesson. Those two in particular... I guess what I want, want everyone to take out of this is you can avoid the problems I have if you're more careful, but also just because there is a headache or a hiccup along the way, it doesn't stop you from ultimate success. I'm, I made lots of mistakes along the way, but because I tried and kept trying and we, we again worked as a, a team, ultimately we ended up with uh, where we wanted to be. Okay, so that wraps up our, our Q&A. I just wanted to thank Larry for being a part of the podcast and sharing his experience. You're welcome. Did you have any closing comments? Uh, I, I just cannot overemphasize 
how important it is for no matter what your circumstance, whether you went to college, didn't go to college, got married, didn't get married, whatever, if you start your saving at a young age and pay yourself first and make that a long-term plan for the back end of your life, then you'll benefit so well much financially. The ten, trend today is to think only about what I can afford today and not, not worry about tomorrow, let tomorrow take care of itself. That is a short-run benefit, but I think you want to have a real longer benefit throughout life. Okay. Well, thanks again, and uh, we're glad that you came on to the show. Thank you. Okay, so that wraps up our episode this week, and I hope you were able to get a flavor from the different perspective from the, the wife and the husband and how they work together as a team and their different perspectives. And I hope that was beneficial for you, and we'll catch you next time on the Post Money Plan. <music>